0: I'm Marco Worman, This is The World. We begin the program today with Syria and a gruesome video that's emerged that highlights the brutal nature of the civil war there. It's a tough one to describe. The video appears to show a rebel fighter cutting out and biting the heart and liver of a dead government soldier. The man in the footage declares, we will eat your hearts and your livers, you soldiers of Bashar the dog, referring to Syrian President Bashar al-Assad. Human Rights Watch obtained the video and verified the identity of the man in it as Rebel Commander Abu Sakkar. Peter Bookhart works in the Geneva office of Human Rights Watch, and he's been examining the images. I started by asking Peter how he's been able to confirm that Abu Sakhar is the man in the video.
1: First of all, the video was um, also shared with Time magazine by the brother of Abu Sakhar, the commander who's in the video, who verified um, that he is the one in the video. He's identified in the video as Abu Sakhar. Uh, But we did our homework. Um, We did a forensic analysis of the video itself, and uh, we matched the clothes of the commander in the video to other videos of Abu Sakhar um, where he's shown shelling villages inside Lebanon and posing with killed Hezbollah fighters. And we quickly realized that he was wearing the same jacket um, in those other videos and had the same uh, very distinctive scar under his left eye. Um, In addition, we were able to speak to four international journalists who met Abu Sakr in the city of Homs in 2011 and 2012 and confirmed his identity. And uh, Time magazine interviewed Abu Sakr directly, um, Mm -hmm. and he confirmed that he is the person in the video and has more atrocity videos um, that he will be sharing.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is really hard to talk about. It has to be said. So who is Abu Sakr? this rebel soldier, and what rebel group is he with?
1: I think this is one of the more disturbing elements of the story. Abu Sakr is actually one of the founders of the mainstream Farouk Brigade, which is one of the largest um, brigades um, in the Free Syrian Army. It has some 20,000 members formed in the city of Homs. Last year in October, he broke off from the mainstream Farouk Brigade and formed his own, quote-unquote, independent Omar al-Farouk Brigade. But he still claims allegiance to the Free Syrian Army. Um, He's not a member of one of these extremist Islamist groups, um, such as Jabhat al-Nusra. He is a person who came out of the Free Syrian Army um, and has become more extremist and radicalized
0: over time. So uh, has the Omar Farouk Brigade or the Free Syrian Army, either one of them, responded to uh, his claims that he did this? And what have they said?
1: Yes. um, Both the Syrian National Council and the leadership of the Free Syrian Army have strongly condemned uh, this video and the acts portrayed in it. They've strongly condemned the extreme sectarian language in the video. And they have said that they will try to bring him to account in a court of law. Um, Unfortunately, while we welcome those statements, um, we would like to see them translated into action Um, and for both the Syrian National Council as well as the Free Syrian Army to take stronger steps to distance themselves from these extremist elements and to try to bring them to account when necessary.
0: I mean, still very early to say, but what are the chances that uh, the perpetrator, if it is indeed this Abu Sakhar, could end up in front of the International Criminal Court?
1: The situation in Syria, even though the conflict has been going on for two years now, still has not been referred to the International Criminal Court. I would contrast that with the earlier fighting in Libya, which was referred by the UN Security Council to the International Criminal Court just weeks into the conflict in Libya. Um, Now we have 70,000-plus dead in Syria, and still the UN Security Council cannot agree to refer the horrendous situation with all of the war crimes and crimes against humanity which have been committed um, for international justice.
0: I mean it's so beyond the pale, this act, but do you have any sense of why uh, he did it, if he did it? Gruesome bravado, attention-getting? and Has the war just mentally destabilized a lot of people in Syria?
1: Um, Certainly it is a horrific act, an act of insanity and savagery, Um, but I think we have to place it in the context of um, the events of the last month, the open entry of Hezbollah fighters from Lebanon on the side of the Syrian government in the Battle of Qusayr, where Abu Sakr is based, and then the retaliation by Abu Sakr by shelling Shia villages into Lebanon. And what we see is a very rapid descent into increased sectarian violence and increased extreme sectarian language in the conflict in Syria. And 70,000 dead in two years may seem like a tremendous toll already. But our fear is that if the violence in Syria really becomes this sectarian, when rebel commanders are speaking about slaughtering the Alawites or pro-government forces are committing the kind of massacres that were committed in Banyas on the coast against Sunni civilians just last week. We could see even a deadlier turn to the fighting in Syria, which will affect not only Syria, uh, but also Lebanon um, and the broader region, because it will be very difficult to contain the spillover effects from a truly sectarian conflict in Syria. As we already see with the shelling of Shia villages um, inside Lebanon and the car bombs which went off in Turkey just a few days ago. You,
0: you've you worked, Peter, in many places have, have seen atrocious acts, but have you ever seen this? You know, one might think that such events would shock the world into doing something about the atrocious situation in Syria, but what's the risk that this kind of news, this kind of video dehumanizes the Syrian conflict, putting up an even bigger obstacle to intervention?
1: You know, I, I think it is correct to say that um, this video places the West um, in a real dilemma, on the one sense, um, it is an alarm call, a wake-up call to the West. But on the other end, it also shows just how complex the conflict in Syria has become and how limited the options of intervention really are. Uh, because the last thing you want to do is to start sending in weapons and having them end up in the hands of people like Abu Sakhar, um who are determined to go and massacre an entire community, um, sectarian community, who they see as their enemies.
0: Peter Buchart is an expert in humanitarian crises. He works for Human Rights Watch in Geneva. Peter, thanks for your thoughts on this.
1: Thank you.